stop the podcast. Oh, no, wait a second. You haven't started the podcast yet, have you? So you can't stop it. Anyway, future Liam here. Just letting you know that due to the subject of this week's film, we will be discussing some adult-themed topics. So if you haven't seen the film, or you are of a sensitive nature, or you're very young, you might want to consider skipping this episode. But other than that, enjoy the episode. Future Liam, away! Hello and welcome back to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, so, that's what Paul Giamatti looks like when he runs. I'm Liam, and sitting opposite me, we've got Tobias. Hello, people. How you getting on, bud? Oh, I'm alright. I've seen Paul Giamatti run. Did we see him run in this film? Yes. (laughs) Only briefly, briefly, but it made me go, oh, okay. Well, we won't judge him on that. No, it wasn't a judgment. It was, just, it was he did a weird thing with his arms. I was like, okay, I'm on. I'm on with this. Liam, I've seen you run. Hey, I'm not saying I'm good at that. I wasn't comparing myself because he wins that competition. Now, obviously, yeah. the film we are discussing today is Private Life. Yeah, it is. And what is Private Life about, Tobias? Okay, well, according to the Netflix synopsis, struggling to conceive, a couple in their forties are almost out of options until a sliver of hope arrives in the form of their visiting step niece a yeah. bit different for us not yeah it's it's not, not quite on, on niche for us is it no but it's a highly rated film and with a highly rated cast i mean i didn't realize how many names were in it before i sat to watch it to be honest even when we looked up the list i didn't know who was in it fair enough fair enough so uh, i was pleasantly surprised yeah, I mean, I know th- four of the the like main actors. I didn't know the stepneys. She was new to me. Yeah, is that Kaylee Carter? It is Kaylee Carter who plays Sadie. Yeah. I felt like I recognised her, but I I don't think I did. I had a brief look at what else she's been in, and I haven't seen Rings, that the sequel. I have seen Rings, but to be honest, don't really like Rings. Nothing, <laughs> nothing stood out from that film. So um, she didn't stand out either. Fair enough, but, enough. but you know, it's quite a what would you say an intimate film? Yeah, it's a very um, intimate is a good word because it's very down to earth and quite real. Well, in most of its humour, the main couple, theme. Uh, Richard and Rachel, are basically they want a child. Yeah, don't they? Uh, so they they go through two uh, avenues, which apparently you're meant to pick one, but they're going down both. Yeah, uh, I think it's the idea if you do one and the other at the same time, it kind of undermines the point in the other one. Yes, which I kind of get. But they, yeah. because they've had, they've tried looking down, did you say adoption? Yeah, they were looking down adoption, yeah. but that didn't pan out. So they stopped Ooh. that and they're going for IVF. And yep. the, the main thrust of, of the story at first is the IVF side of it. Yeah, that's but, your real introduction, isn't it? It's also a lot of money. Ten grand uh, a pop, but yes, for the basics. Yeah. Um, so they then, and this is where really we have the crux of the film. They look at a donor egg. Yeah. Um, and without going plot by plot point, yeah, that is that is the main thrust. Um, yeah. I mean, for a, good, a good a good place to start is as a whole. What did you think of the film? Oh, you see, that's a bad place for me to start. Because oh, no. I, didn't, 
No, no. I need to talk about it first before I've decided. Oh, no, that's fine. Because at okay. the moment, I'm a bit on the fence, to be honest. Are you really? Yeah. Okay, well, shall, shall, I, shall I lead the way? Lead the way, my friend. I'll lead the way. Because when I first sat down to, to watch this film, I had no thought on it. I didn't know if I was going to like it. I knew it was outside of our niche. So I was kind of thinking, I'm going to struggle with this. It's okay. going to be a, so different to what we're used to. But about halfway through... About 40 minutes-ish, I think, actually, was the turning point where I started investing in the characters a little bit, and I started feeling genuinely quite bad when things just didn't go right for them. I think what they did right in the film is actually, there's quite a lot of humour, considering it's yeah, very they've realistic. Yeah, they've done well, because it. it's actually, what it is, it's a very realistic and um, gritty kind of view on it. It's it's not just glorifying everything. And the fact that they, they chose to show the lows as well as any highs, what limited highs there were, well, actually, it, it was nice. Some of, some of the lows are the funny moments. Because yeah. very early on, just watching Paul Giamatti try to work himself out into to masturbate into a cup. <laughs> but then yeah. he just isn't into the porn. Then he, he goes to try to turn it down yes. or something and then... Turns it up, then then makes the weird decision to hit the controller and knock in, knocks all the batteries out. <laughs> but I um, mean, yeah, the film handled the IVF stuff very well. I mean, yeah. I I know a couple of people who've gone through IVF, and it, I know from being outside, like looking in, it's a very stressful experience for people because, at least in this country, your first attempt is is free. Is it? I, first I attempt, know. yeah. In this country, your first attempt, the UK, for anyone who doesn't realise by the accents, um, <laughs> um, the first attempt at IVF is is free, and then it goes up to five grand a time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, in this case, at the very beginning of the film, they, I assume, they get a free try first of all as well. But because there was I don't an issue know. with his, remember, sperm, it's not, it's not. British. They had to pay an, they had to pay an extra ten grand for him to have a procedure to directly take the sperm from his his nuts well no nut nut oh, into the very which they did make a thing of pointing out a lot in that yeah, but that's the thing that he he's very self-conscious and uh, but she just keeps telling people <laughs> that he's only got one i mean before. really really the this film the actual story is his journey from accepting that he's he's happy to tell people he's got one nut because <laughs> by the end he's just announcing it <laughs> That's like the private life, because she just doesn't... <laughs> Mind you, to be fair to Catherine Hahn, who I have to say, before this film, I can't say I've been a massive fan of Catherine Hahn. I can't say I actually know who she is or what else she's been in. She looks like a knockoff version of Adina Menzel to me, visually. Oh, I get that, maybe, a little bit. But I, uh, what would I know her from? Because I didn't... Off the top of my head, without... Without going through her, her casting thing, I've seen her in a few things. Can't name them right now, but they tend to be comedies. And she's yeah. always a little bit over I the top. I get that sense from her. She's got this kind of, she carries herself well for that. But what I was going to say, I mean, we will get to know her because she's in the WandaVision series. So she's in Marvel, so we will get oh. to know her quite well. Okay. Um, but, but then it's a sitcom style. So she'll be a comedy element, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Whilst... The character of Richard does get kind of browbeaten a little bit, uh, and his his one testicle does get brought up quite a lot. <laughs> She's the one who has to do the full frontal nudity. Yeah, in a yeah, very which, it's out of nowhere. She's just cleaning a bath, and then oh, you don't have any trousers on. Okay, no, but that's funny because they're actually talking about a vagina anyway. It's just not her. Yeah, they're just talking they're, about the painting. Talking about the painting because they've got their social work coming out, haven't they? Yes, but then it's just like. <laughs> you sit on the sofa, that's all she's going to be looking at. <laughs> and it's they true, but I mean, 
you're right though. They, they, considering the actual topic and subject matter of the film is quite a serious and heavy matter, yes. they did inject quite a lot of humour into it, which which helped. Um, it helps with the shades of grey because obviously you need the humour to appreciate the lows a bit more. I think. Yeah, because when 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 the lows do hit you, and they are normally quite well timed after a laugh or two, or a chuckle at least, then you really go, oh wow, that was that that's serious. Well, I think for me, as far as the, the, those main two characters go, uh, I think the biggest low because it's just not something that because it's not. I don't have children. I. No, a partner. I've never been through any kind of scenario of wanting, looking for, trying for children. Yeah. Uh, it's the point where they're they're actually looking at adopting, and they get to the point having talked to this girl, yeah, and then they go to meet her, and she just doesn't show. And the question was, was she even pregnant? Was she just attention seeking? Yeah, and the problem is they were they explained that they had been warned about people who just did it for the attention, so we're never pregnant to start with. And it's really quite a horrible idea that that exists. Yeah, the fact that someone would do that. And because it is such a realistic film, even with the the comedy moments, yeah, that I think that was the first real point in the film where I felt for them. Yeah, because it's they'd already done a couple of funny moments. Like the, the, the film opens on her lying on her side in just her underwear, and he kind of pulls her her underwear down a little bit, and it's very it suggests it's all sexy. And then he suddenly done plunges this this syringe into her <laughs> yeah. leg because he's injecting her with hormones, and it's like, oh okay, you instantly get the gist that this is a serious film with a little bit of humour. You can tell straight away. Yes, yeah, uh, and I do think they uh, Paul Giamatti and Catherine Hahn do work as a quite a realistic yeah, couple. Actually, I I. Definitely, I agree, because the way they interacted with each other, like, when they joked around, you could tell that they really got on. But likewise, one of the moments I was going to mention was actually where the run comes in, yeah. which is just after they're told, we're really sorry, for the first time, your IVF hasn't worked, you might have to consider getting a donor egg. And obviously, Rachel kind of break has a bit of a breakdown from it, doesn't yeah. she, straight away. And they, they leave the clinic, and he is saying we should probably think about it at least. And there's a whole scene where they walk from the clinic to the other end of the road. Yeah. And it's pretty, I don't think it is as, I don't know if it is a one shot, but it felt like a one shot. And that's when he runs. Cause she, she walks off and he kind of does a little joggy thing after her. And I was like, okay, you can run. Cool. Um, but, but that, the, that the way they, I'll let you carry on. The way, sorry, the way they argued was very real because like, he was. She was standing there, basically ranting at him, and yeah. he's standing in front of her while people. And he, I, I thought to myself, I watched his eyes looking at the people coming up and walking past. Because yeah. yeah. I've been in that situation where you have an argument with your so partner in public, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> you're the one going, I don't really want this attention. Well, considering and, and I, because it, that was, it, I, it, I, I, I felt like for them because yeah. he is trying to because she's crying and having a basically a tantrum in the street, and he's trying yeah. to console her, which involves trying to hug her and she's literally hitting him off and he's like yeah. he's looking around going basically without ever saying the words please don't call the cops this is my wife <laughs> this yeah. is like it does look this is bad, fine. but that was i mean that's that's only about 20 minutes 25 minutes into the film yeah. and because the whole donor thing comes up because it's the main plot of the film the whole donor egg thing but that was the scene that made me kind of go okay i think i'm actually gonna like this I can get on board with this because that argument was so real. The fact that I could go, I've kind of, without the actual situation, I've been in that kind of place where you've had a public argument. So I like that. And I mean, I, I mean, I know you, you like, you're a fan of Paul Giamatti, aren't you? Yeah. 
Um, Would you say? Yeah. I mean, he's not like a go-to actor. I don't actually think of him. When we're doing our no. casting games, very rarely no. will I go... Well, that's because Giamatti. he's very specific, isn't he? I think, uh, I think the only role I could think of instantly, <laughs> for, it would have been like an older beast, like Kelsey Grammer kind of beast, you know what I mean? Actually, yeah. But considering he's but... been in a... He has been in a superhero film, and we didn't appreciate... He was in Spider- Amazing Spider-Man 2. He was the rhino, which is one of the worst bits in it. Of course he was. But that was <laughs> terrible. Yeah, but the, the point is, I mean, you're more, you, you are more likely to be a follower of Paul Giamatti. I personally, the only film I can recall ever seeing him in is The Lady in the Water. <laughs> and, and it's not his strongest film. No, but he's not bad in it. No, he's not. But that's uh, really honest, my only point of reference when I think of him. Take out The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And actually, Paul Giamatti is pretty reliable, steady. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I saw that he was in this, I was like, okay, I've got a bit of faith in this film now. Because even though I haven't seen him in a lot, I know he's got a status that comes with him. Yes. Yeah. And actually, he was, for me, he was, I mean, obviously, the three kind of leads are brilliant as a three. They they interact with each other well. But he, I liked him because, as you said, she's the one who's actually going through this procedure. And they did very well at showing the male side of it having to just kind of deal with stuff yeah yeah it's not she's quite accurate a lot of films don't don't do that not one-sided at all uh which i think to be honest i'm gonna have to check her name it is written and directed by a female Uh, writer and director right it's written and directed by tamara jenkins yes and the reason it's so down to earth is because it's based on her own experience Mm. but that makes it more i think that, that makes it greater that it's not just the female she focuses on. In fact, yeah. to me, he feels like the main character. Yeah, he does. Because yeah. you're kind of getting all of the the emotion from him. Like, there's a, a very poignant moment later on in the film where he kind of says, I don't know if I want children anymore. Yeah, because of, of, ev- because of all the hassle yeah. they've gone through. And the emotion... Because it's such an emotional... Dr- I mean, I've got kids. We, we we had kids. Naturally, there was no IVF or anything. But it is. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. And there's like, he'd been through so much, and then it failed. And then he, he was like, I, I, I don't know if I... I just want my life back now. And it's yes. like, I can see that. I, I mean, by that point, I was well and truly hooked on it, because that was near the end anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, it re- they've done really well. I mean, she wrote it and directed it, Tamara Jenkins. And, and she's not done a lot. I, no, I did check this, her this is her first film since 2007. Yeah. She, she's, uh, what do you call it? I, well, the whole film, and I put her in this bracket, it feels very, it's quite artistic, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely, I mean, I, I made a couple of notes um, on the, like, the cinematography side of it, and I was going to say, yeah. it kind of jumps between real and down-to-earth and very artistic. Like, there's, on the artistic side, there's a scene when they're driving to see the parents of uh, Sadie, and she's kind of leaning out the top of the yes the, uh, the car. And the way they filmed that was very uh, very cinematic. And they made a decision because they're all very theatre based, and yeah. she's studying like film film writing or something like that. Isn't yeah, she? I think so. Yeah. Um, they made a decision to have her record moments through like a either a phone with an old-fashioned lens filter or an old-fashioned camera. Right. So they got, and that was quite artsy. I quite like that decision. I noticed certain its choice of uh, camera angle, generally. Um, I would say it's very... Because of the realism, 
it's not a bright coloured film. It's not very vibrant. It's no, quite grey. They've tried not to be silly about it. Like there was a lot of parties and music and sound in the area where they lived. And those are really the only kind of times you got in your face colours. Like there's a parade at the very end that they're they're kind of walking in uh, for Halloween, and you can there's lots of masks and stuff. But apart from that, there's only moments of kind of brightness and colour in it. Yeah, I mean they make some choices, and mm. I'm gonna kind of not. I don't know if the word is play devil's advocate. I'm gonna ask you a question, okay? Because we we both work in theatre or have done and do. Yeah. Um. And even though it's right, we've both done lighting. You're more in the lighting situation than I yeah. was, but I've had to do lighting. Yeah. But one of the things that we always talk about with lighting is if you're doing your job properly, you shouldn't notice it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because you should be focusing on the singer or the actor. Yeah, you shouldn't. Than, no, you shouldn't no. be noticing the spotlight being wobbly or being off center. It should just be part of the scenery. Yes, and I feel the same about camera work yeah and there were just a few occasions where i think it was being a little bit too artistic for its own good because it was being so realistic but then it was doing these jaunty angles and it was like i don't think you actually need i get why you're that sort of film you're being the independent filmmaker i found that oh sorry you go i was just gonna say a scene where it actually pulled me out of the film slightly was at and though a scene that actually became very important uh, because it, it it's a dinner party scene. Okay, yeah. But at the start of the dinner party scene, we don't see anything. It's all in blur. I can't so, say I recall. To be honest. I do because I was looking at the cinematography. You yeah. Know, it, it already got my attention anyway. And I kind of like, right, fine, cool. But then it's a dinner party scene. We can hear them talking, but we actually don't know who is talking. Because you've gone for oh, this. Oh, okay. No, I do know what you mean. Yeah, they, they yeah. show one. They show basically different members of the dinner party chatting, but you'd never kind of see them chatting. You just hear general conversation. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah. And for me, that was one of those moments where I kind of I get why you're doing it, and it's nice. It's nice cinematography, but it's also made it me think you about out of it. I'm looking at the camera work, not just looking. Yeah. You're following the story. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. For me, where a lot of the artsier stuff came in was yeah. when it was directly linked to Sadie, because she was clearly that kind of character. Yeah. She like I said to you that in the message, she reminded me of our friend Emily, who's been on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Because actually she did. I mean, she had the pretty hair. She even had the kind of like almost like the dungarees kind of look that yeah. our friend wears. No, but, I got it. As soon as I mean, you text me about it. I was like, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, obviously, our friend Emily's quite artsy, isn't she? Was that? Yeah. Would you agree? And well, I got that she's kind in of my vibe. Group, so yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I got that kind of vibe from Sadie as well. Like she, the way she carried her, the way she spoke about stuff was very passionate and artsy. So whenever they did anything involving her, not necessarily like her chatting, but like every time they used the old-fashioned camera filter because she was filming, it was directly linked to her. And I thought that was quite an interesting choice. Right. Yeah, it did pull you out of the action a little bit, but it was an element I liked. I'm going to pick up on something now, and I don't know if this is a good thing to pick up in the podcast or not, but you have brought in our friend Emily. Um, And so I don't know. Hey, Emily, if you're listening, I'm about to talk about you in a minute. (laughs) No, it's not going to be a veto (laughs) moment because it is very much about the film, but it's something that I related to. Um, Obviously, I mean, in the film, Sadie is like the the step niece of Paul Giamatti's character. Richard. Yeah. But they're all in like a restaurant 
Uh, well, it might just be like a pub or whatever it is. They're eating in a cafe place. Uh, but they're talking about, and you've got this this young girl who's very got the whole world in front of her, uh, talking about all the artistic thing, and she's got a very, she's quite opinionated. Yeah, she's she's nice. She 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 loves her aunt and uncle. You know, she, yeah. she's very warm to them, but without meaning to, she also completely insults them. And it was something that I can kind of relate because Emily is. I mean, she's is she twenty now? Or is she still nineteen? I think she's 20 now. Right. Um, basically, she, she's got that, hasn't she? She's very much, she's yeah. very talented. She's got a bright future ahead of her. But Sadie's just talking and it's just like, and see, look, you've done all this in the theatre, but you're just sit, you're just renting. You're just, you know, you've got nothing going on. <laughs> she's basically <laughs> saying your best days are behind you, but you're doing fine. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> I feel like. I'm pretty sure I've had that conversation with Emily. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give an, another good example, actually. And it does involve me cursing once. And it's not a proper curse, but it's in context of the film. She calls them assholes a lot. Because she says, she's like, oh, you, you know, she's like, oh, look at us. We look like the perfect picture of, of, of a bunch of, you know. Yeah. And she uses that to describe them a lot, but in like an almost like an ironic sense. But it, it's like, actually, you're, you're just insulting the people you're with. Yes. But... It, it worked well. I mean, generally, I say the, the cast was the, the main cast. They they worked really well together. And I mean, like again, every time I was like, "Oh, you're in this. That's great." Another person appeared, like the doctor who plays uh, Doctor Dordick, was the guy from American Horror Story. Yeah, it's the hair. Yeah, yeah. And it was the so first thing I know I know him from, other than that, to be honest. He well, I he's can a recall blood as well. Oh, of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. He was an I'd never link that. I'd never <laughs> yeah. link that. Yeah. Um, He's always good, though. No, I mean, yeah, he, he was good yeah. in this as well. I, yeah. I enjoyed his moments. He and actually, he captured that side of a doctor quite well, where because he, he's a gynecological guy. What's that word? Just say gynecologist. Yeah, he was a gynecologist, but <laughs> he kind of had that humour in the awkward moments that you kind of think they would be like. Yeah, which, which I I did like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> now that there is. Um... What I wanted to say about the Sadie character, because we haven't really talked that much about her, is no, no, no. actually when she joins the aunt and uncle, how much uh, it becomes a warmer film for a while. There's yeah, suddenly because we haven't actually seen them particularly carefree because there's so many worries. Even though it's been humour, it's all kind of under yeah. stress. But actually, she joins yeah. them, and between her joining them, just to stay because she doesn't go to them to become. An egg donor, that's not why she's going. She just needs somewhere to stay. But, obviously, because of how close they all become, or already are, but it's so actually nice to see. It's it's a new level to the film. Yeah. Which I think works. And I think the film needed it. It needed to just kind of not jump. Yeah, Yeah, because the thing is, like the first, first, like, 15, 20 minutes of the film is the IVF process and then ends in the failed attempt. And it is quite heavy. Even though yeah. there is a little dri- dribble of humour in there, it is quite heavy. So you're right. She comes into it and she does bring this kind of... She brings her the youth in and kind of makes them lighten up a little bit. Yes. Even when yeah. even when they're, they're trying to pluck up the guts to ask her, you know, she, she's just called them the A-word. And it's like, okay, you're, you know, you're making this tense moment quite quite humorous as well. Yeah. But no, you're yeah. Def- you are right. She does bring this, this, this energy with her, for, which for at least for a little while does raise it yeah definitely um 
Did you recognise, I'm sure you did because you've researched the cast, but did you recognise who her dad is? Um, well, I mean, I've got his name, it's John Carroll Lynch, and I, yeah. I, I didn't look through all of his stuff, but I do know him from something, and I can't think what. You know him from at least two things, because one, he's who trained Morgan in The Walking Dead. Ah, I, that's not one of the ones I saw. But okay. also, he's yeah, like, he's Twisty the Clown from American Horror Story, the one with like half a is face. He? <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that one, yeah. but... I can see it, but the guy who trained Morgan, I could see him in the shirt with the stick and everything. Oh, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I like that the um, um, those two characters, him and his wife, because he was a bit more chilled. Like he was the guy who they came to at the beginning for an extra ten grand. He was like, yeah. the, the conversation between him and his wife, where the, she was like, "Oh, who's that? Oh, that's them." They, you know, they're, they're struggling again, haven't, you know, with the, the IVF. They need to borrow 10 grand. She's like, oh, you're not going to give it to him. And he's like, no, I am. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> because she, right, she, the, his wife and uh, Sadie's mother, basically the negative in the film. Uh, yeah, she's played by Molly Shannon. Yeah. Um, she very much, is she? Is that? Yes, okay. I couldn't have told you that. Um, she, if you like, is a villain in it. She's not a yeah. villain because they're all very realistic. She's she yeah, but if anything, she's the the not the pessimist, but she's the grounded devil's advocate, but the opposite side of that, isn't she? She's kind of she she's playing the real side of it. From the off, she wants them to stop trying for a baby because it's just wasting money. Yeah. You know? And and uh, she's that she was she made a point in that first conversation with with her partner that they argue a lot there's that that they might be using the the thought of having a baby as almost like a some like gaffer tape to hold the relationship together mm. you know so yeah. she is she's she's the one who kind of almost brings like the level down to say look this is a bad idea but it's like most things you don't want the voice of reason because they're boring <laughs> yeah. and also they're not saying what you want to hear you need the pessimist in it yeah, yeah because even though she, she, she's not, you're right, she's not an outright villain because she's not like, <laughs> but she is. She's the one saying, no, this is a bad idea because obviously when she finds out that her daughter is going to be this this egg donor, which she does announce in a really bad way. Well, it's the, it's dinner the, party. the dinner party that I was mentioning earlier because yeah. there's all guests. It's really a bad time. And you've got yeah. uh, Richard and Rachel who are just basically going, no, no not now. Not now, but she's already yeah. stood up. She's like, I've she's got saying some, it. Off. I've got something to tell everyone. No, no, Sadie, this is bad. Sadie, stop it. This is a bad idea. And well, actually, honest, her mum does react really badly. We're calling it a dinner party. It's Thanksgiving. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. But that, <laughs> we're giving we're thanks. Really calling that because we don't really we don't do Thanksgiving in the UK. No. But so I it, it, for us, it just felt, Yeah, they go around the table giving thanks, and Sadie yeah. gives her thanks. But then she's like, also as an extra thing, I've got this, which I get. Her intent was good. Yes. She was like, because this is what I'm thankful for. At no point from the suggestion of it, even though Richard and Rachel kind of go, think about it, she's like, why wouldn't I want to do this? I can yeah. give you guys a baby. <laughs> Which I get, because she, as she says, they've done a lot for her. Yeah. You know, they've always been the supporters. She says to Rachel at one point, she kind of looks at her as much as a mum, as her actual mum. Yeah. You know, so she, she's, and they say, look, well, obviously we'll pay you the going rate, which is 10 grand for eggs. Yeah. I mean, we're in the middle of a lockdown. I think that's probably about right, isn't it, for eggs? <laughs> At this point, you know, toilet yeah. roll and eggs are up there for about 10 grand, aren't they? Yeah. But um, she says, no, I wouldn't, I couldn't possibly take any money from you. And actually, we never really find out if they do pay her or not. They never actually really 
broach that topic again. No, no, they don't. Money money gets dealt, talked about early in the film, but never in the second half of the film. Yeah. No, it's not about that. It's made made clear early that they don't really have the funds for anything extra. They've got an amount of money that that they've got for the whole baby situation, but once that's gone, that's gone. And they obviously, they have to borrow money at the beginning and it does get thrown back at them in the dinner party by the mum. But um, in all fairness, no, it's interesting. They need the money bec- early in the be- not necessarily because they don't have the money. It's more that they need ten grand within the hour. It's like yes, literally, if we want time, this doctor to do this, and he's like, "Well, I can't. I can get the money, but in an hour, <laughs> you know, is that kind of <laughs> yeah, it's a so lot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no. So again, we're not going to go through the whole plot. No, 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 no. Um, oh, well, one thing that... I, yeah. oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was actually going to mention something about the ending of the, the film. That's fine, play. that's fine. Uh, well, no, you say what you were to say. Okay, well, what I was going to say is one thing I did find interesting while I was like having a little research of it afterwards, it, and I don't know if you... I don't know where you did your, your, any research or anything looking you did, right, but, right. Um, but what I found out, which I thought was quite interesting, is that they shot this film in 30 days. I did not know that. The whole film they shot in 30 days. And to put that into context, I looked up into the context of something that we're into. It took 200 days to film Infinity War and Endgame. Well, that is two whole big films, to be fair. Yeah, but yeah. even a normal film, I mean, 30 days is, is, a, is a quick shoot. But actually, now this was going to be something that I did say anyway. Because of what I do for a living, it felt like it's a film, but it felt like it could easily have been a play. Because of the intimacy yeah, of it. Yeah, actually, you, you, I feel like you could turn that into a stage play easily. Easily. You don't need the locations, not really. No. You could, so, you could do most of it in, in, the, in their apartment right. with maybe the odd outside kind of like front curtain I kind of area for other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, it, it, it would work well because it is quite flexible. There's not many characters you actually need, really. Your main three are maybe like the Doctor... The Doctor, I'd actually rather have the Doctor than her parents, because I think you can discuss her parents. You know, they're kind of, you can... You could, communi- hear, you could hear a phone call, you could hear the other half of a phone call. Yeah. yeah, you could easily do it as a forecast show. You could, actually. You've got your important fertility doctor, because that's what he is, isn't it? fertility specialist. Yeah. Um, but Or you could yeah, actually get, get theatrical, that. and you could actually have, whoever plays the Doctor could play her dad, because of the yeah. level that they're both in it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I suppose then you could have the mum as well. You could have like because there are a couple of random characters that appear here and there. Yeah, you know. But, but you're no, you're, you're all right. Five. I mean, yeah. a, a thir- thirty days just made me go, "Oh, that's not a long shoot at all." Oh, no, it, it is. Um, no, it, it impressed me, and the fact that obviously she's drawing from personal experience. Kind of, I wonder how much she put directly into. Uh, is it Catherine? Yeah, Catherine Hahn. I'm wondering how much she like because it's from her personal experience. I'm just wondering how much she kind of sat her down and like, talked her through it, or yeah. just wonder how, how much behind the scenes of her personal experience she put directly into that role. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, for both Catherine Hahn and uh, Paul Giamatti, how much research they would have done, presumably they would have gone yeah. to things and talked to... Something what? that made, did make me chuckle. Um, when Catherine Hahn um, auditioned for this Thing. She first read the script. I know she what you're going to say now. She, she, yeah. she didn't think she was going to get the role because of the oh. type of role it was. So she she invited um what's her name uh, Tamara 
Tamara? Tamara, I forgot to, how to speak there. Tamara <laughs> Jenkins out for, for a meal, basically, and then got the audition that way. And I, I think she flew, didn't she? she yeah, she, she flew she, to yeah. take her out to... And I think know, that's quite quite yeah. interesting. Really. I, like what it, I like what it says, is that it obviously worked, yeah. minus the fact she spilt water over her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so what were you going to say? Um, just about the ending. Um, yeah. It's something that we do discuss in other films, so we'll discuss here as well. Although I, I guess it's spoiler territory, not that the whole review isn't. But there isn't an end to the film. No, there it, no. And actually, it's very much open ended. This comes back to when I, when I said I noted some elements of the cinematography where it was very real and when it was very artsy. I, we've discussed the artsy bits. The, the two real bits I was going to mention is that we have already discussed it. The uh, argument outside the clinic when yes. down the road with a little run. I thought that was very real because of the time they took over it. The other element I thought was really, really quite clever because it's important to note for context of this next bit, their attempt, the main attempt in the film with the donut, it, it, it doesn't work. No. So they're back to square one, which is very disheartening. That was one of the moments I felt really bad for them. So then they, they're, they're basically kind of given up hope a bit, haven't they? And they're, given a, a bit of a lifeline um to and they they go to meet a potential i don't know what the word is adoptive mother no someone yeah. who's gonna have a baby and give the, the baby up yeah obviously they'd been played around earlier by a yeah. fake one they've been burned and, but the thing is how it basically ends is we don't know are they being burned again because we literally the film ends with them waiting yeah and that's Just what i was going to say is i it was on the it made it feel very real that they, they, you see them walk into this nice cafe, and they get their menus. He shifts, like he shifts where he's sitting, so he's sitting next to her, and then they're just sitting there waiting, and then the credits start to roll over them. Yes, and yeah. but that that was about three, three, four minutes of them just sitting there, like looking out the window, kind of glancing around at each other, and then it just cuts to black. And I thought, wow, we're basically back where we started. Well, the, a key point, and I do think it's. It's symbolic of the fact that they are closer as a couple yeah. because of it. Because earlier on, when they obviously went to meet the girl who didn't show, yeah. they weren't sitting next to each other. No, they were opposite each other. He, he ordered food. He was eating. She was obviously too nervous. And he like yeah. offered her some potato and everything. But they were <laughs> opposite ends of the table. Yeah. But at this point, they've been through a lot. And he makes sure that they are tackling it together. Yeah, because the, the, the thing is that when they initially sit down, they are sitting opposite each other. Which is um, a natural way to Yeah, but then he does. He gets up, he shifts, he sits next to her, he moves all the stuff around, and it's all done very real time. There's no, like, cutting. Suddenly it's all moved around. You watch him rearrange the table, and then they just sit there for a couple of minutes and wait. It's not a freeze frame. It is a live shot. And yeah. I thought, that's a really clever way of ending that film because you've been given the, not severity of the moment, but the seriousness of it because you're, you're thinking... I kind of feel nervous for them. Yeah. And the fact that then it cuts to black and you're like, oh no. I was expecting to hear the jingle of a door. Yes. Or something. Exactly. And, the same but there, there just isn't. There, it's just like, you actually don't yeah. know the outcome. You I, I would say, Norm, a lot of the time, if, I don't like it in films when you finish the film and you've gained nothing. But actually, I was all right with the ending. I thought it's actually a really nice way. Because even if there doesn't, someone doesn't turn up, you're right. They have, they've, got close again. They've yeah. kind of sorted themselves out a bit, which I liked. I think because, right, when you're supposed to be putting together a story, film, whatever, people always say you've got to have the beginning, middle and end. 
But I don't think this necessarily had that. What is it? No. Is a slice of life? Isn't I think really- the fact that when you do a show that is based on a topic and a subject that is real, and you've gone with that angle to make it real, you have to accept that life doesn't, like, everyday situations don't have an ending. No. So it, the perfect way to end that is to not end it. Yeah. Yes. That, no, no, I, completely. I um, something we haven't mentioned is, an, is something that happens to Sadie. Yeah. She gets ill. Yes. We, to be honest, we haven't. We, we've gone into the main two, but she is yeah. just as important. Yeah, because obviously she comes in and they suddenly realise she's the ideal person for them to, to get an egg from because she's, 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 she's family, so it's still kind of linked to Rachel. Because that's her, her worry, that it's not going to be any of her. And then she agrees no, to hang it. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. I'm confused now. I'm just, you might be right, but isn't it linked to him? No, I don't think so. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's. I'm never sure. No, because but the point is, she she wants she 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 was worried that there would be no part of her in it at all. But yeah. the fact that it's from a family member, I don't think she it's the the I don't think it matters really whose side of the, who is it from. So even if it is his family, yeah. she's the fact that they're still. It's not a stranger. That's the yeah, element yeah, she's yeah, worried yeah. about. It's someone that the yeah yeah. No, so obviously, said he agrees to do it, and then she has to go through all the same stuff that. Um, Rachel had gone through, except yeah. for the actual getting pregnant. Yes, and so it's interesting seeing them bond over that. Um, and obviously, part of that is injecting herself with different things, some hormones. Yeah. And obviously, she goes for a test. She's told it's not going well. You don't have enough follicles, I believe she said. Um, yeah, yeah. And her way, Sadie's way of handling that, and we don't know it until later when it comes to, to fruition, is that she ups her own dosage of it. With no tr- medical she, because yeah. she wants so badly to give these two thi- guys the thing that they want, and she knows she can. Yeah. I mean, what is to be noted, through everything except for one moment, they are, so, those are the three with Sadie, they're all very loving and warm and close, and yeah. no one can do There's only one point oh. when she starts, she starts dating a guy, and yeah. she's late and she misses. She misses appointment. an appointment and the coldness that Rachel gives her. Yes. It, Not it him. Is... He goes and walk he he uh Richard goes and sits in the car. Yeah. But it's it's the point where Rachel decides to go and sit in the car. It, it, <laughs> what was it? It was there was a lot they said they had a bit of a conversation and there was a certain line that really kind of cut me and I was like, Whoa. then you could tell how serious it was. Um she was like, Right, so I'm here now, we can get this done. And she was like, No, you've missed the appointment. And um Sadie went but I, I text you and Rachel went, a text isn't being on time though. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, yeah. that is, that's deep. Yeah. But, um, yeah. it's the, it's the but coldest it does, point between those characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously she gets really ill. And the thing is, cause you mentioned that she started seeing uh, a, a guy. And yes. one of the things that Rachel said to her was don't sleep with him. Yes. Do not sleep with him because, because all the stuff you're doing, you're very fertile. You could end up getting pregnant. Yeah. basically what she says to her without yeah. saying that bit isn't it yes. and obviously she spends the night with him but she says look we only we only hugged we kissed we cuddled that was it but and she, she misses the track. because of it That's the yeah. Thing, yeah now obviously she starts to get start she stops eating and she yeah. starts putting on a bit of weight and i thought did she sleep with him and then she get is she pregnant now i tell you what though that Part I, crossed my mind that I, me too and i think that's where the film does do well with being real life because if it was it is a film if it was a typical film 
she like, would have yeah. got a Hollywood thing, yeah. She would have got pregnant because yeah. that's the big, you know, obstacle. And, yeah, and the thing is, because I, I thought as soon as she mentioned that she was putting on a bit of weight, and I thought, oh wow, is she is she pregnant? Did she actually sleep with him? And then I was backed up a little bit because she went into the toilets where she saw him, and she was using the toilet in a very weird situation. <laughs> where he was standing outside talking to her and he yeah. went, are you freaking out? And I thought, Oh my God, you slept together. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't. That no. was a red hair. That was a complete red herring. And is that the phrase? Yeah. Thank goodness. I'm great with phrases. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> and, and, then, and then it turns out, no, she was just really ill. Cause she'd basically I overdone herself yeah. with these, with this, these um, hormones. But no, I mean, I, I don't really have anything else to say about the characters or the actors. Cause I mean, there wasn't for me, there was no member of the cast who was bad. The only point I will say is I found Molly Shannon a bit over the top at times. Like when she stormed off from the, the table after finding out straight away, the way they kind of did the next bit in the laundry room of her shouting at everyone and storming around, it felt a little bit too slapsticky with some of the actions and the, the talking. I didn't find that. Uh... Yeah, I think it was just uh, just the way I watched that bit, to be honest. But... I think as a whole, the entire cast was very well selected. Yes, it was. And this this will come back to the fact that I um, went in worried about Catherine Hahn. Okay. Because I've not seen her be realistic before. Yeah. No, Whereas I I, I've seen Paul Giamatti be realistic. <clears throat> I've seen... If you Have you ever seen a film called Sideways? Sideways. Basically, him and Thomas Hayden Church, they go like on a wine tasting. I have it on DVD. I watched a little bit of it, got incredibly bored, so did not watch the rest of it. I had, I worked it, so I had to see it. <laughs> uh, but I also, I got into it, and I thought the actors were really good. Do you know what? It's one of those films that I think now, because I was like in my teens when I watched it. I think yeah. if I went back now, I might respect it more and be able you to have, watch it. You've matured. Yeah, I'm at the, I am at least 10, 15 years older than when I first watched that film. Yeah. So um, I think going back to it now, maybe, I think I'd enjoy it more. And as I said, I don't not rate Paul Giamatti, but I've never really seen him in anything except for Lady in the Water. But after this, he's one of those things that I think I'd watch out for a bit more, because I, I really like him, actually. He's never actually. put me off a film. No, you know, completely. To be honest, we're obviously big Marvel geeks. If he yeah. got announced in the Marvel film, I'd be yeah. quite happy. You oh, well, I'd like him to, because then we can all forget he was ever Rhino. Well, it sounds like you had earlier. <laughs> oh, completely. <laughs> but the thing is, Rhino is done in such a throwaway. Even if you ignore the physicality of the way they visually do Rhino, he is a last-minute or first-minute random but throw. The point film. is, I mean, Dane DeHaan on that film has basically said they were setting up the Sinister Six. Yeah. That's, what they were, that's why he was there. But oh. no, uh, otherwise, I no, I do think Paul Giamatti is good. Um, yeah. And he's always dependable at the very least yeah uh, and i don't see, i have never seen uh uh, what's, uh kaylee carter before i no. don't know if she'll be someone i look out for but i hope that i recognize her if i yeah. see her in something i mean she's, she's only done like four or five other films so she's but, still quite new to inclu- films. including a film that i do own so i mean i asked you at the beginning if you enjoyed this film and yes. you said you need to talk about it yes. did you enjoy this film it's still problematic <laughs> because yes, yes, I did. And I can appreciate the film. Yeah. I appreciate the film. It's okay. Cause I, I kind of, I do have a wide taste. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, fair. So I, you know, 
we are typically geeks. Yes. You know, I'm exactly. more likely to be seeing a sci-fi on a starship than I am. <laughs> you know, for me, yeah. I wouldn't choose to watch a film about a couple going through IVF. No. It's no, not. And obviously, the first one we reviewed, which was I Am Mother, I watched yes. with my partner. Yes. And I have invited her to watch all these films with me if she wants to. Yeah. But she wasn't feeling well, so she had an early night, and I watched, started watching it a lot earlier. Yeah. But it's one of those films that I've said, I think she would act... It's more her kind of film than it is my film. She likes yeah. these more real, down-to-earth, quite touching films. And it yeah. is a touching film, really. Yes. There's some really good moments in it. So, like, I did enjoy this film. And, like... I, I think I keep saying what a good way to gauge if you enjoyed it is would you rewatch it? And we've already said I'm not really a rewatcher of film that I've already seen. Now on my own, I don't think I choose to rewatch this film, but I would rewatch it to see it with her to see what she thought of it. Does right. that make sense? Yes. So I suppose the question is we rate these on a hit or miss scale. We don't do a like zero to a hundred rating. Yeah. So for you, is this a hit or is it a miss? See, this is why it's such a tough film. Because yeah. I, di- I did like the film, but I have now seen the film. Yeah. I can't see me watching it again. No. Nope. I don't think I will think enough about it going forward to recommend it to anyone. Okay. Um, unless I happen to have two friends going through IVF. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I might go, you might want to see this. Yeah. You might not want to see it. <laughs> Yeah, because not everyone wants the realistic and view it, of it. That is one key element to say that this the film does handle it in a very realistic way. It doesn't glorify it. It doesn't go look how brilliant and this is perfect. It always works, and it doesn't turn it into a horror story either. It generally is honest, very honest about it, and I did like that element. Yeah, so it leaves me in a bit of a quandary <laughs> to be honest, because we do just have these two options: hit or miss, and for me. It's, Do we need to add another one? I think we need a middle ground. But I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Hit, miss, and maybe? Oh, no. I don't know. Because it's. I don't I think, think it deserves what? to be a miss. It doesn't it, deserve to be a miss. It's either a hit, a miss, or it's offside, surely. Offside? <laughs> it's not football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, we, I think we do need to introduce an, uh, just a third level because we couldn't. We can't, realistically, both give this a hit and call it a, a full manic. Because I don't think I it's mean, that. I can tell you that I would... Going into this, I wouldn't have guessed, but I will class it as a hit. Because I enjoyed the film outright. You, yes, I, I wouldn't choose to go back and watch it on my own. But if someone said to me, I'm thinking of watching this film, would you like to watch it with me? I'd probably go, yeah, all right. And I would suggest it to people, because I actually did really enjoy it. But I say, by the end of this film... I genuinely cared about the, what these characters were going through. Okay. And I mean, yeah, I think rewatchability is important, but I think I can still rate it as a hit, knowing I wouldn't sit on my own to watch it. I, for me, it's a hit. <laughs> right, I don't I... disagree with the fact that we probably do need a middle ground, but I, the thing is, I can't think of a, a fun title for the middle ground yet. <laughs> well, it might just have to be On the Fence. Because well, that's not very. We need something a bit more in mainstream with hit and miss. Because hit, miss, and maybe those are normally the three things, aren't they? Um, oh, if it's a hit, is it a no ball then? Do you know what I mean? No, because cause that still sounds negative. Because oh, my my true, big yeah. my big problem is it, it is a good film, but 
I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't well, watch it again. If you said, do you want to watch uh, Private Life? I'd go, no, I've seen it. Fair play. Well, <laughs> I, I don't, I will say, I don't think we need, I, I think, I mean, it's I'd not, say it's, 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 not a like miss. A, it's a lower hit. Do you know what I mean? It's a softer hit. Because it, you, 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 you enjoy, did, I mean, uh, uh, on a, let me try again. On a whole, did you enjoy the film? Yes, at the end of that film, you enjoyed the film. Yes. But the, the thing you're struggling with is you wouldn't you wouldn't rewatch it. And you, it's not I would suggest. So but, we can't give it a full manic. We could give it a half manic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could. I think it would be fair to say, without introducing a direct middle, yeah. you to say that for you it's a soft hit. You enjoyed the film, but you wouldn't suggest it. And I will class that as a half manic. It's it's, it's just a, okay. It, yeah. All does right. that make I'll sense? Go with- a soft hit. Because I fully get that. I think there'll be some films down here that I, I enjoy by the end of the film because I would yes. throw myself into them, but yeah. but not necessarily want to watch ever again or show other people. I think it's very difficult just to have such a black and white yeah. score system. So I think the oh, actual yeah. score system itself is fine being hit or miss, but yes. I think you can say, you know what, it's a miss, but it's only just a miss. And then we can say, you know what, it's it's a half then. Yeah. So for, the, for, yes. for are you happy saying it's a soft hit for you? It's a soft hit. Yeah. Soft hit, yeah. Yes. Okay, so, so I mean, I tell you what it is it's a uh, one hit wonder. I enjoyed one it. Hit wonder. Do you know uh, what? That's fine. We'll yes. do that then. Hit missed, or we'll have the side note of one hit wonder. One hit and, wonder. I mean, for me, it is. I will still happily class it as a hit because yes. I was really pleasantly surprised. Yeah. All right. So I'm going with one, official. one hit wonder. For me. Private yes. life is a half manic. A half manic. It gets the man, but not the nick. No. <laughs> okay. Which brings us on to our next film. Yes, this what one's going to be watching also, next. High Flying Bird. It's a sports film, Liam. Yay. That's going to be <laughs> interesting, isn't it? The synopsis for it is, when an NBA lockout sidelines his big rookie client, an agent hatches a bold plan to save their careers and disrupt the league's power structure. Okay, so am I right in confirming that NBA is basketball, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's on a sports. <laughs> it's not particularly a British sport. No, no, that's true. And I no, mean, I played we've done, we've done this right. on purpose, yes. haven't we, basically, because we don't want to just do super geeky films, as this last film shows, but we're going right out of our comfort zone to give everything a fair, a fair yes, bat, as it because were. because there was a point, when we were going through the list, we're not doing everything that was in that original list, and it was a point of, I think, originally, we are going to take this out. Yeah. Because we're not neither of us are into sports. Yeah. But then it was my suggestion, actually, no, if we're gonna review these films, we've gotta give it a go. I don't think yeah. there's another don't think there's another sports film. No, this is list. no, we, we made a point of making sure there was a sports film in it. Yes. But you know, we we're not we're not, we are gonna review it, you know. Yes. So it stars Andre Holland, Zazie Beat, and Bill Duke, and it's directed by Steven Soderbergh, who is a big director. Okay. So it's mainstream from that point of view, but obviously well, I mean, it's Netflix. The key here is going to be just throwing yourself into it. Yes, it's not a long film. It's only 90 minutes. Okay, because I was surprised actually looking at that this last one was like two hours long. Which I do think is probably a compliment because it didn't particularly feel it. No, it didn't feel, like, no. feel it. But when I looked at the time before I started it, I was like, it's two hours. And that surprised me because I didn't think that it would be a two hour film. No. But okay, well... High, high flying bird is it bird or birds 
Just the one singular bird. Singular bird. High flying solo bird. <laughs> Don't call it solo because that'll end up in your description on the. <laughs> so our next film is High Flying Bird. Yes, That's yes. fine. We can get on board with that. That's not a problem at all. Yes. Now, obviously, if you haven't listened to the last episode yet, it's weird that you're on the second episode. How did you know to watch this film? Ooh. So <laughs> go back and watch it. Um, we'll listen to it. And watch High Flying Bird Rage for our next week. If yeah. you want something a bit more text-based you can go on to our tumblr which is the manic podcast where we are now genuinely uploading a fair amount at least one a week but now you are doing things so it's basically when we we put this list together for the film club and they're all netflix originals there's a handful of films that tobias has already seen yeah now some of these films in fact most of them are actually films that have been spoken about quite a lot like the first one which i watched was bird box and obviously you'd already seen it but I hadn't, and I didn't think it was fair for it to completely miss out on getting a bit of a manic review. Yeah. So the ones that Tobias has already seen, I'm going to watch on my own and then review solely for the, the the blog. Yeah. So it's like a blog exclusive, and I will still talk to Tobias and see what his take on the film was so that I can basically still give it the manic score at the end. And actually, I have just reviewed The Birdcage. I won't tell you the outcome of it, or so you can box. go over... He hasn't done the birdcage. It's a different. Oh form. gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh, birdcage is a very different film. Yes, it? but I do love the birdcage. That's a great film. It. That's the point. He didn't review I it. Didn't review it. <laughs> but I'll give that a full manic just from me. <laughs> I've no, not so I have just reviewed. I have just reviewed Bird Box over on the Tumblr, so you can go and have a look at that. And Tobias is updating regular things and then having to re-edit them because Marvel changes everything. <laughs> I do. I literally put up the new schedule of the films <laughs> yesterday. And they changed it yesterday. Cheeky <laughs> monkeys. Ah, what are they doing? <laughs> but it means but extra can... content. Extra content. Extra content. Yeah. Now, obviously, when this episode goes out, we will. it will come out on the Twitter as well. So you'll be able to find out what we're doing there. Can I just check? Are we putting out on the Twitter what the next film is so people can see it there as well? Um, you we should, probably. I don't know. What we do is we put up a poll about this film to yeah. see if you agree whether it's a hit or miss. Yeah. I, I, I think we should announce the next film on there as well. Uh, yes, we can do that. Oakley dokely. Hang on. Just Ooh. bear with. Just bear with, because I was just, I'm just going to check our Twitter to see what the review of uh, uh, I Am Mother. It was our last okay. one, and I just want to see. Because yeah. I did I mean, ask. I, I saw it when it came out, people. but I don't, I don't recall what, how it was swinging. <laughs> swinging uh hang on <laughs> I, I'll, just, I'll just laugh and oh okay 71 percent hit okay yeah that's good so it's, it's literally got the full full manic it's got the full full everyone loves it well not everyone but there were some misses it's, in there, there were the, some the, misses. the majority all around manic okay that's it just cool. means that people agree with us that it was a full manic yeah. that's what they're doing so yeah. other than <laughs> listening to this visiting the tumblr do go over to, to twitter there's a lot of stuff on there and it's yeah. at the manic with two n's very important so you can go over there we kind of update that as much as we can really i'm doing get all the twitter every day yeah you can get all the yeah. gossip from there what we're up to really yeah now other than that look after yourself we'll be back in two weeks with this episode but we'll be back next week with our regular episode yes we will and apart from that tobias it's time to say goodbye bye people stay safe people and most importantly stay manic I'm gonna stop recording. Yeah.